Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and uh, I am going to watch Invincible on Amazon. <laughs> what time does it go live? Is You're it 1 a.m.? Um, I actually don't know. It's supposed to go live on Fridays, but it actually goes live on Thursdays. And I'm assuming it must go live when the international dateline turns to Friday. So I, I don't actually know when it goes live. I just know that by th- Thursday night, it is it's there. I'll probably I probably will stay up and watch the season finale of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier tonight at 1 a.m. Oh, that's not well. Nope, I'll never make it to that. <laughs> I'm Josh, and I'll be rocking myself to sleep in a corner tonight as I try to think if there's anything I forgot for a major employee training event that you know I'm in charge of tomorrow that has been. Delayed because of COVID for over six months. So I don't, maybe I will be awake when Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of training is this like a safety training? Uh, That's included. That, that is on the agenda. Good, good guess, Trevor. Oh, well, Uh, you know, yeah, this is a training for our field leadership for our our foreman stuff. So, you know, people who share a lot of common interests with me, obviously. <laughs> so when you tell them nerd jokes, they they laugh and they join oh, in. And yep, go, oh yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. That one time when I was playing Magic the Gathering, they'll be really <laughs> excited about Invincible too, Trevor. I guarantee. I'm sure it. they will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wish I I wish that we were 20 years younger. I'd fit so much better in with the crowd today than than our own age groups. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I think I would. They like the things we like. My yeah, age group, I look at most of them like and this, they're like, maybe. The thing you're you're right about the uh, the things that we like, they like more. I think it's true. Man, I listened to an amazing podcast yesterday. Um, in this same vein, Trevor. The, uh, there's a podcast called Cautionary Tales by Tim Hartford. I think it's Tim Hartford. Anyway, and it, it's fun. It, he just tells historical stories about where, you know, stuff went wrong. and and But maybe it didn't go wrong the way you thought it did. You know, if you like Malcolm Gladwell, you probably like this guy. But he, his podcast this week was called uh, Demonizing Dungeons and Dragons. And he ah. tells he tells the story of, you know, the what did they call it? The satanic panic in the 80s. Uh, you know, oh, about yeah. people freaking out about. And he tells the story of like where that that Mazes and Monsters movie came from. And anyway, it was so fun to listen to because I totally caught the splash damage from all that because I remember trying to play D&D one time with a couple neighbor kids 
and my mom being like really concerned about it, you know, and oh, I'm Mr. Super is, Obedient Kid. And so that's really the last time I played for forever. Yeah. I mean, there was and it wasn't just within D&D. It was other things as well, especially music um, like Motley Crue put out an album that they like they just put satanic imagery all over it because it would they knew it would sell <laughs> right you know and right. thinking back you're like Motley Crue that's not really all that satanic and it wasn't but <laughs> the, the, the song that kind of led the album Shadow of the Devil was actually the opposite it was you know a fight against the devil but the funny thing is is you know all the all the parents all they heard was devil this devil that yeah yeah and, yeah. and anyway I we were we were in the car just two days ago and my daughter was in the car and that song came on the radio and I know all the lyrics to it. I listened to it a ton when I was a kid. But yeah, <laughs> my grandmother was, was scared out of her britches that I was going to be, you know, that I was this devil worshiping child who played D and D and listened to Motley Crue. If only she knew the alignment of your character, man. <laughs> she, she was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was a really, it was good, it was good listen, and and it was, it's cool because he kind of at the end he he pulls together and just talks about the same similar kind of things happening in this day and age, you know, and I could totally see myself as a parent now being sucked into like, you know, believing that something was really bad for my kids and really me just not having any idea what it actually is, you know, like War Machine. (laughs) (laughs) There was one time I left my rule book for warhammer 40k out oh geez all the skulls my mom flipped through it and she was like i don't understand how something that with this artwork can be good for you (laughs) (laughs) i remember my my aunt um was she was a little more uh zealous than even my grandmother was and we were playing necromunda in my basement and necromunda had rules for flamers and then when you caught a character on fire, there was rules for which direction they ran in as they basically screamed to death. And um, I remember we were resolving a flamer attack where the guy was on fire. You know, we were chuckling about it and rolling a D6 to see which direction he was running. <laughs> she walked in on that, and I tell you, that did not sit well with her. So, But it's so wholesome. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, we were like a person on fire. We were simulating, you know, the underhive. Anyway, that's my bonus podcast recommendation. Cautionary Tales, Demonizing Dungeons and Dragons. It's a good listen. Well, so this episode we're going to have a pause on talking about the bracket because we're waiting. We're too efficient. We're waiting no. for some results to come. Is there, that right? Yeah, there's always uh, there's a little bit of lag because um, the votes are open for six days. Uh, we've talked about all the matchups. We're going to run into this a little bit more as we move along because there's less matchups in each round and stuff. But um, we'll try to you know, minimize it as much as we can. Yeah, we we are more than halfway through um, the second round. And by next week, we'll be completely finished. And most of the matchups will be resolved. Okay. So um, I, I guess for this episode, what we want to talk about was some of the things we're most looking forward to now that we are... Uh, I mean, I, I got my second dose of Moderna a couple days ago. Trevor, you're just about to get yours in a day or two. Is that right? Tomorrow at three. Yeah. Tomorrow? Well, yeah, about 24 hours from this point right now. And Josh, you have natural 
<laughs> immunities at this point. Yeah, for the moment. So I, 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 I believe technically I'm not supposed to get a vaccine for at least another uh, 10 days, which, you know, whatever. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so now that the, the idea is that life will start going a little bit more back to normal. Um, and so what are what are the things that you guys are most excited for, I guess, is, is going to be the topic. Yeah, well, I'm starting out just to show that I pay really good attention. I'm most excited for the June 15th Twilight Imperium 4th Edition with expansion game that's on my calendar to play with my co-hosts. <laughs> I love that you <laughs> put the date down wrong. Did I? <laughs> yes. What day did we say? June 5th. Yes, June 5th. Oh, what did I say? Oh, no, I said June 5th. What did I say? 15th. 15th, which is oh. I, I was too excited. I got. We can I, have a follow-up I, game on the 15th. I'm okay. No, we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that. Uh, okay, 5th. I, well, I have it on the calendar right. I just can't talk. Oh, maybe, okay. Maybe okay. I'm excited for that post-vaccination world. Maybe I'm excited to be able to talk good again. So what are what's... What's exciting to you about that game or that matchup? Uh, I mean, well, you know, Trevor shamed us into it last <laughs> last episode, but I'm I mean, what I'm most excited about is that we'll get to try out the new races, <laughs> see the new races, etc. Like that's partly how Trevor shamed us is that, geez, I haven't even cracked the plastic on it to my great chagrin. I'm um, honestly, you know, I I haven't looked too closely at it. I know there's new races. What are the other Additional rules that are added on. Uh, gosh, you're catching me off guard. I think there's mechs added. Was there mechs? There wasn't mechs. In yeah, that's like that's like an additional um kind of ground tro- special ground troop almost. Yeah. Um, okay. Man, honestly, uh, yeah, there's a few new techs, right? I think so. I I will mention. This is how ashamed after, we are. Jay. Yeah, this like, is how we ashamed don't we know are. This crap. I did. After we were done last time, I did go, and it took me a few minutes to actually find it, but I found the box, and I did take the cellophane off, and I opened it up. I glanced at it. I left the cards all the way they were, everything left in its baggies. I just kind of pulled – I didn't punch it out or anything, but I I did open it and look at it, so I didn't feel quite as bad. Yeah, you didn't shame me that bad. It's still sitting on my shelf (laughs) completely untouched. I'm looking at what other new things there are, Jay but I won't be able to tell you anything about them. Well, I, I am excited to, uh, I, it feels like it's been two years since I've played Twilight Imperium. So that will, that will definitely uh, be something that I'm looking forward to as well. I, we, I'm, we still don't even have all of our victims selected, do we? No, that would be important. To get done, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just excited to be able to kind of, take my kids and go places again uh, we were kind of had a disney trip tentatively planned for 2020 uh and that really just didn't happen i'm still trying to figure out how to make it happen this year instead but it's just everything every time i turn around and i try to plan something or think about something i think i feel like i'm just losing years off of my children's lives where i'm not able to do much with them right now <laughs> And it's not like the best time to be losing them either. You know what I mean? They're all kind yeah. of at that yeah. age where I want to take them somewhere and do something. And at this point, before that even happens, my daughter's going to be driving. Well, I want to congratulate you on being a less grumpy dad than me because I don't want to take my children places anymore. 
<laughs> but I mean, I was gonna I was gonna agree with Trevor that I, what I'm excited for in the post-vaccinated world, I guess is what we'll call it, is travel again, right? And uh, we had a we had a huge family trip planned in 2018 before Han got sick, and so we're trying to do that trip again this year. But I'm not gonna lie, I made hard pitches for that to just be a trip with my wife and I. Where's, <laughs> where's the trip at? Uh, well, we were we were gonna go to Hawaii back in oh, 2018. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think I knew that. So I'm like, how's how's the hard pitch going? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why like don't you why don't you take a, a big old guess on that one, Jay? <laughs> I, listen, if there's anything I've learned in the world, it is predicting the good doctor oh, is not in my wheelhouse. That is true. Well, that's true. And so, like, but, uh, very easily, I could have seen either way. But also, but which, your guess on this one would have been right. Which yeah. I mean, that's the thing is part of it is that she doesn't. She doesn't like to travel without the kids. It's not that I'm fun. I'm not fun to travel with. As you guys know, I'm like, I'm, I'm just a ball to travel with, right? Yes. <laughs> Especially if you're into iPad apps like Brass or Civilization <laughs> Six, right? But I'm guessing your wife is not so into Brass. So the yeah. So the only <laughs> the only good thing about my losing this particular uh you know negotiation is that I can threaten my children idly all the time, you know? Because like, <laughs> she will threaten them sometimes, too. Like, hey, your dad doesn't even want to take you on this trip, so you guys better behave, you know? Be nice <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. If that's what I get out of this is more idle dad threats that can be made, then I guess that's what I get out of it. <laughs> are, are, are you guys going to go to Alani or a different part of Hawaii? Uh, so we are going to go to Maui. Originally... Mm. Originally, we were going to go to Kauai because that was the last place my wife and I had gone and really enjoyed that island. But they were a little – I mean, it's hard. It's – you know, you're trying to time it so that you're traveling when things are sort of returned to normal, yeah, right? Yeah. And the, like that is not an easy uh, – how do I say that? Prediction to make, I guess? Or, yes. You know, you know what I I'm, mean. Well, uh, I mean, so on that topic, yeah, like <laughs> Trevor – a while ago, like asked, he was trying to schedule some time off and he'd ask some Disney questions, et cetera. And I, I talked a little bit about it on with Brian and like he has like, since it's, it's a pretty big deal for Trevor's family to go to Disneyland and, and right. not something that they're going to, you know, repeat next month or whatever. Right. Um, like he has very, very strong feelings <laughs> that Brian does. you guys need to wait to go until, things are pretty back to normal yeah i could see the problem is is you don't have any idea when that is yeah you know right now i took time off in november to make it happen right uh, to to go and trying to do the 2020 thing you're saying right yeah well i mean it's it's our it's my my daughter is is 14 she's almost 15 Mm -hmm. she will she is a freshman in high school and the longer i wait the more likely that, you know, her activities in life are going to get in the way of this. And it's already later than I was hoping. I kind of wanted to take her to Disneyland when she was team 14. I was sort of waiting for the youngest to get old enough that he would at least remember it well. Um, but he's 10 now, you know. And yeah. So if I wait too long, I just I lose out on everything. So I have no idea what's going to happen. I have the time off in November and because of COVID, we're required to take our, like, I had to have my time off all planned for the entire year 
whoa, okay. Yeah. By by the end of March. At the end of March, I had to have all of my stuff submitted for the entire year. Now, to be fair, I'm pretty sure my manager would allow me to shuffle that around if I had to. But yeah. it had to be it had to all be submitted because they wanted it was a company wide policy that they wanted everyone to have their PTO submitted for the entire year so that managers could have their could have coverage. They they wouldn't. Man, I'm not gonna rock cars. myself to sleep as hard about my employee training tonight, <laughs> knowing, knowing that I haven't reached that level of like corporate BS yet. Well, it's even worse than that because they they don't <laughs> want us to carry. I had to I had to schedule. Every, all of my PTO that I even earned this year. Right. So yeah. I was scheduling PTO in December that I haven't earned yet. And because they don't want us to carry any additional time over because they're afraid of having big layoffs still at this mm-hmm. point in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the pandemic, they're still worried about having big layoffs and having to pay large amounts of PTO out. Oh, I see. Sure. Which to me feels foolish because we never, we never missed, I never missed a single day of work. Throughout the pandemic, there was never a time where I was not working. In fact, most... and that's partly because of the nature of your work, too, right? Um, we're a defense and power, the DOE, DOD contractor. So there's a lot of things that we do that is um, infrastructure based for the country. Yeah. So, yes, it is part of, you know, our, our company just really can't close the doors because if, you know, the the power station in in uh in Pennsylvania calls and says, we need support. We, we need to be there. So anyway, that, but the point being is at this point, it feels like the pandemic is starting to, we're getting to the point where we can sort of predict the future, but they're still playing super safe. So, yeah. Right. Well, if my, my current prediction of what Disneyland will be like in November is that they will have removed the capacity caps and you'll still be required to have a wear a face mask everywhere, um, and that I wouldn't be surprised if they require you to show your vaccination card. Yeah, um, right now California. So Disneyland is opening April 30th, but only for California residents. But California just updated their plan that people can travel to California if they're fully vaccinated. Mm. Um, but Disneyland hasn't updated that part of their opening plan yet or whatever. Um, so yeah. Um, but, and, and by then they're, they're, when they're reopening, there's about 30 rides that, that are going to be closed. They'll, those will probably all be open by November, I'm guessing. Um, and the Avengers campus will be open by then. That's opening in June. So exciting. Yeah. So I, my, here's my question to you two. Post-pandemic, do you think that the uh, movie theaters will be – is this is this a point in history when um, big releases are changed forever? Mm, the only lot lasting change that I believe will happen, and I'm probably the worst guy to ask this prediction of, so you know, good job on that one. Um, <laughs> but the only long-lasting one I think is that you will see simultaneous releases – but you'll still see the big releases come to theaters, right? Is that, a, is that a fair answer to that question? So kind of like what they're doing with Black you, Widow, where you can you can pay like 30 bucks for early access, or you can go to the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... The, Di- the yeah. Disney Plus HBO Max model, they're the only two doing it right now. That's, that's what I feel like ends up being long-term. 
Yeah. You don't think they're going to go back to try to force it back to the way it was? Um, I mean, I, I mean, because the, the way they would force it is that you would. They would just stop releasing it on their stop streaming releasing services. it on the streaming services, right? But like, aren't those parties with like, uh, what am I trying to say? Conflicting interest? Well, I mean, we don't we don't have a good sense of how much money Disney has made from like Raya versus if it had just been a normal release. Oh, sure, right. Right. So, I mean, obviously there there had been trends that had been going on for a while that this potentially accelerated, accelerated right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there are going to be some people who they miss the the theater experience and certainly there's there's a lot of movies i would be sad if they uh if they didn't have a have theatrical, a theatrical release right. release right right um but there's also there are a lot of people who either um you know this is i think this is especially true with with people with families where they're like you know it's just too expensive to take my family to the movies at this point that they would rather just get it and as as tvs and home theater systems get better and pr- frankly people have probably upgraded their tvs and home theater systems <laughs> during the pandemic do you know what i mean like yeah yeah but but yeah. i i think you're describing me very well there jay there are certainly movies that i'm like i mean like i i don't know if i'll manage it but i kind of wish i'd gone and seen like kong versus godzilla in the theater because that just feels like one you should see in the theater you know what i mean but I, I just feel like that's not the rule for most people. Well, that's not the rule for most. Like, there's there's tons of movies that I am interested in that I don't necessarily feel are have a ton of value added from a theater. Right, right. So, I don't know. What, what do you think, Trevor? Yeah, you brought I, this question. So, most of my, outside of us, most of my friends are not the type to go to a brand new movie. They generally wait until it goes to uh, like the secondhand theaters where the, the price is completely reduced or they'll wait until it comes out on, on whatever streaming service or, you know, when it shows up at Blockbuster. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the point being is I don't think, I, I think that, that, I guess maybe those those guys were never the type to go to the theater in the first place. I just think it's going to push more of the people that are kind of in the middle towards the not buying it at all. Like yeah. it, like Raya, for example, I think that I'm guessing that it probably made quite a bit less than what it would have made in the theater because yeah. I think there's some of the families that would have got together and they would have at least seen it in the secondhand theater. Now at this point, you're, you're, you can either pay 30 bucks to see it on Disney Plus or... Or if you wait till is it June, July? I can't remember when. It'll just show up for free. Right. And they're just going to be those people. They're just going to say, you know what? We we don't mind being because they were waiting behind that, the times. They were they were that far behind anyway to see it right. in the in the you know cheap theater. Now they can do it at home and they don't have to pack up all the kids and and you know bring in licorice under their coat and pop cans in their pants pockets and stuff that they were doing to try to make it cheaper before. I mean, I Ray is a, a pretty good example. It's one that I, I personally probably would have paid to go see in the theater, uh-huh. but I wasn't willing to pay extra for the early release. So you haven't seen it? No. Huh? Oh, that surprises me. 
Disney fan that you are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, I was willing to wait a few months um, where it was going to be the same experience. I, um, I guess I do kind of value seeing a Disney movie on a the theater somewhat. Well, so here's here's partly my question for you. Like, okay, I mean, so that you you're already answering the question. Like, Ray would be one that like you would see value in seeing it in theater. Like mm-hmm. what other ones that are coming out this year? Because uh, I don't know how to look much further than beyond this year, but you know, are there other movies like I said, Kong versus Gorilla? Uh, I think Black Widow I would value seeing in the theater, but yeah, any of the MCU movies. Um, but most of those, like if I, I'm going to be able to see Black Widow in the theater, but if not, that is one that I would have been willing to pay the extra to see it right away on. Okay. Um, on on streaming. Um, how about Ghost, how about Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh, that's one I would probably wait for it to be on streaming. Okay. Versus, well, I mean, I would uh, again if if our theater opens and they have like a, a monthly subscription thing, I would probably just do that, and then I would end up going to. You then you would see it in the theater. Yeah. 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 So uh, I we Dune bought... and Dune and the Matrix Four are ones that I would definitely want to see. Oh sure, yeah, yeah Dune the makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> what about uh is it the tomorrow what about the tomorrow war, Jay? Oh wait, that's not old man's war. Never mind, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so we we bought Ray uh and the Last Dragon uh and watched Same. it. And I think that maybe I bought it thinking I was getting something different than what I got. And I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it, but it is a little different than what I was expecting. So um huh. but you, would you mean like the experience or like the movie was just different than what you were expecting. Like the, the plot was a little different than what I expected. Oh, oh, okay. Just from watching the previews, the the previews sort of gave me an indication of something a little bit different than what I got, and and that's okay. Uh, but it's the type of movie where we probably let's say Rhea gets transported back in time two years. Okay, the Christensen family, prior to the pandemic, they would have seen that coming we probably would have went and saw it in the theater. Okay. okay. Now let's transport two years after the pandemic. I have the choice between taking my kids and seeing it in the theater, which would be 55, 60 bucks for the five of us. Right. Um, or I could see it on Disney plus same day for 30 bucks, or I could wait till it's free three months later. Christians and family would buy it on Disney plus at that point. I would not take the kid, everyone to the theater to see it. Trevor, what about Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Oh wait, that's that's coming next year. So, never mind. I mean, I'm still going to have that option. It's going to probably be the same way. It'll be available on uh some streaming service at the same day. On uh it'll be on Paramount Plus. You'll have to subscribe to Paramount oh, Plus. Oh gosh. This <laughs> will be, we'll be going to the theater. <laughs> Amazing. That was uh, that was my favorite news item of the of the episode. Um, I mean, truthfully, I'd probably leave the kids home and go see it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, I don't know. You know, if if it sort of depends on where it lands because you mean timing wise? Yeah, timing wise. Because there was I can't remember what was it two or three years ago. There was like two or three big budget movies that all hit the theaters. And we ended up going to all of them and taking the family to all of them. It was yeah, you know, it was it was when like Deadpool and an MC, I think one of the Avengers movies, et cetera, was like all within weeks of each other. 
there was something else too because yeah, I would have taken the kids to Deadpool. But I'm sure we went to Deadpool. We went to the like yeah, I think it was Avengers um Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. Yeah, and then there was something else that came out the same month. Anyway, we ended yeah. up going to all of them and I was I was like, you know, I was tapping out at the end. Like I don't know that I can you know, the 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 bank account was pretty dry at the end of that month. Um and I don't think I would do that again. But if let's say, you know, a big MCU film hits, uh a big Disney film hits and a you know the next star wars film of whatever kind it hits all in the same month that's when it starts getting difficult because they're all three of them they're things that i'm sure my kids want to see yeah you know but do i spend almost 200 dollars in one month on just three movies i'm gonna have to make this hard decision for myself potentially this weekend because i think that a quiet place part two is coming out and i really enjoyed the first one in the theater but it was mainly because it was a practically empty theater. So how does this work? <laughs> does it really come out this weekend? Well, I mean, I'm looking at IMDb through a list of releases. And it you know, originally was supposed to release in 2020. And it has a note that just says release date April 23rd. And I'm like... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's been pushed again. Yeah. Maybe this, it's on Paramount Plus because it's a Paramount picture. So maybe I'll check my Paramount Plus subscription. This is saying May 28th. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, then I don't have to make the hard decision just yet. Interesting. I need to go back and rewatch Quiet Place. I, it's I didn't actually a movie I've watched multiple times, so that tells you that Jay should probably hate it. <laughs> no, I did like that one, so <laughs> I guess sometimes Broken Clock, etc. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so one thing that I'm looking forward to um, is... This is, this will maybe sound stupid, but like going out to eat. <laughs> Preach it. My so I it was this was so funny to me. Like I, I was talking with my uh with my parents and we got on the topic of going out to eat and I said I was looking forward to it and they're like, Oh, have have you not been to out to eat since <laughs> the pandemic? And I'm this like is such an Idaho conversation today. <laughs> It's like, well, we've done some takeout, uh, probably more than we should have, but like I, I haven't eaten in the dining room uh, during the whole pandemic, right? And my, like, God bless my 80-year-old parents in their 80s. They're like, oh, well, we've done that a few times. They're not a, sc- they're not a scared, Jay. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you doing? No. <laughs> <sighs> But yes, I, and you know, the, the thing that's kind of sad about it is that like, you know, one of our, one of our friends turned 50 right near when the pandemic started. Okay. And normally we would have taken her to like Jackson and had a nice meal with her, et cetera. Right. And like it just, all those things associated with going out to eat just, you know, didn't happen. And Maybe it's an indication that uh, we've tied too many things, <laughs> celebrations around eating or whatever, but <laughs> it's it's something that I'll definitely be looking forward to. Where is your first, uh, you know, foodie-esque place that you will go in the the reformed world? Um, probably, I'll probably go to Jackson um, and 
or like trio or or something like that. Yeah. Um, what what else were you guys looking forward to? So we had a, a regular game night going on prior to the pandemic, and um, I still remember the conversation we had uh, via text, basically March of 2020, where it was kind of like, okay, well, well, we'll you know, we'll take a couple weeks off, and then you know, it was kind of like everyone said, well, you need know, two weeks to flatten the curve. And we'd never, in our lifetimes, never seen anything quite like this. So, you know, we all sort of said, yeah, you know, we can take a couple of weeks off. And so we put our legacy game aside, and uh, we, we were playing the, the campaign for um, Scythe. Oh, interesting. The board okay. Game. Yeah, so we put, this, we put the campaign to the side and said, okay, we'll just, you know, we'll pick it up here in a few weeks when this is all, when this is all over, you know? And <laughs> anyway... Um, it just feels like it's going to be very difficult to get that all started up again. We almost have to start anew, but it will be nice to have um, gaming groups come over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been playing D and D via um, online chat and uh, tabletop for mm-hmm. a long time now. And there's certain things about it that I, I enjoy better, but I know that there's quite a few people in the group that are, growing quite weary of it yeah it's funny because i feel i feel a little i'm gonna say spoiled i guess because i I, i've been able to play still a lot of tabletop games with my you know the family who lives with me (laughs) um but like you know trevor and i basically being like jay's parents and arranging a uh, nine person board game (laughs) was that two weekends ago already like it did. It did remind me. Not that I had totally forgotten that I'm just gonna be so looking forward to like meteor games, right? And and I haven't played that many online because I I didn't. I just don't. I, I just I do actually like being face to face with the pieces and you know the other insane game loving people that will join yeah. me on those kind of expeditions. Yeah. See, I agree with half of that. I do enjoy being face to face with the pieces. <laughs> like I, I, there's there's a tactile part of being able to pick up things and touch things. Yeah, yeah. That I that, that I you enjoy. do not get with the the digital stuff, right? Correct. So, so here's my related question to this: like, do either of you anticipate that you will make it to a? It doesn't even have to be a game convention, but, you know, any kind of convention, uh, nerd or geek related this year. I, I just, no. I don't think I'll pull it off this year, but I just know. I actually do want to do that again before too long. Uh, it's it's the... sort of funny. I do have like a pretty detailed travel calendar. Like already like put together. May of 2022. Okay. <laughs> but the currently the first convention I'm expecting to go to is um, Las Vegas Open in January of 2022. Of 2022. Yeah. Oh. I might. There's a chance, depending on what weekend it falls on, that I might do a trip without Brian to Warfarium Weekendium in November. Mm-hmm. But that's the only other possibility, really. My, my issue is they, as we already mentioned, is the PTO uh, thing. Is they required me to schedule all my PTO by mm-hmm. March for the entire yeah. year? So um, the chances of me, plus the fact is, is that. They caught me at a point where I was at a PTO low, and so I had to do this last year as well. In 2020, I had to schedule all of my time off. Uh, I think last year was June that I had to have it scheduled off by. 
um, for the entire year, and I couldn't carry any additional over than what I started the year with, and the same thing this year. So, And they caught me at a low. So at the beginning of 2022, I'm not going to have a lot of PTO available. Mm. So what are see. what are some of the um what are some of the conventions you're most excited to go to? Gen Con would be probably top on my list. I'd really like to go back to Gen Con. And my daughter's Gen Con's probably my second. Yeah, and my daughter's old enough now that I could take her with and she would absolutely love um to go. So, yeah. But that's kind of where I sit. Yeah, my top is Board Game Geek Convention, which my father and I had tickets for the one in 2021 or I mean the one in 2020. And we even like, uh, they, they like gave you the option to roll your tickets into the spring version or whatever. And we were uh-huh. like, heck yeah. And you know, that, that dream also died, et cetera. You know, so. Yeah. That one would probably be second on my list. I, I would love to go back to board game geek con as well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Depticon. I'm excited for the Las Vegas Open, um, but those both also have some of that is because of like friends People. that are there or sure. uh, activity or eating. I will do it either of those. So, <laughs> um, I almost so Gameopolis. I guess by the time this is posted, um, Gameopolis will have reopened for events, and that's exciting. Yeah, and we'll have removed the mask required sign, um, although people are obviously still welcome to wear it, and our staff is going to, if they see people wearing masks, they'll, they'll wear theirs. Um, but I definitely am excited to, to be able to start hosting events again at Gameopolis and to um, start playing you know, weekly miniature games, etc. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, with as big a gap as I've had with if with War Machine, if it's going to take a, it might take a full edition to get me to come back. Like, I don't wow. Know I, yeah. I don't know if I feel like jumping back in at this point. I'm 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 currently thinking of doing it so that so previously Wednesday was War Machine night. Um, I think that if we relaunched with just War Machine night, that it would it might be a little bit. Um, slow on on building up the play group maybe i'm wrong on that but one of the things i'm I, i'm leaning towards doing is having it be uh instead of just like a war machine night a miniatures game night and so you know people could come in and try to get a game of war machine or marvel crisis protocol or you know etc cetera, etc cetera. i know a lot of game stores have been doing um game nights for quite some time at this point so a lot of the people listening have probably yeah. been gaming um, behind masks or whatever. Um, so I, you know, I, I admit, I'm not sure I would have felt comfortable doing this six months ago. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I, I think that I, I also, the truth is, is I think there's some, there's some emotional fading that's going on where people are like, they're just like, get it over with already. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's definitely true. You know, they're like, I'm not going to wear a mask anymore. Cause I'm tired of all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy's tired of this crap too. Yeah, I, I'm sure. <laughs> Preach it, Lucy. <laughs> but I I know that it feels like some of the people you run into in stores and other places, you can just tell that everyone has burned out. They they're starting to burn out 
on yeah. trying to keep everything going the way it is. Yeah, I mean, it's we've we have had a lot of people who have been really anxious for us to restart events, and so you know, I, I guess I'm curious to see you know which which communities or which games kind of struggle to um, to restart, and which ones are just like super active from the from the get go. Yeah, I, I I do wonder how many people who um, are kind of you know I, I think our hobby kind of pulls in a higher portion of introverted people mm-hmm. than other hobbies, and it makes me wonder how many of those people are just like they've been playing some of these games at home or digitally or whatever for a while now, and they're just it's going to take them a couple more years to be willing to come back out. Yeah, 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 maybe. One of the I'm sort of curious. Speaking of, you know, the communities that we interact with in our hobbies and stuff, um, you know, and you, you were making me think about this, Jay, that you're, you're basically just finished an Alien RPG, right? Or Aliens RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder about, um, you know, what RPGs are you guys looking forward to? I, I'm saying you guys because I'm going to be realistic with myself. If I get to play a one-shot D&D that my 18-year-old daughter puts <laughs> on, that that would be a miracle in and of itself, and that's the closest thing that'll come to me getting to play RPGs. But like, will RPGs face to face? You know, you you guys got to be looking forward to that again too, don't you? And like, I'm curious which ones you're <laughs> most excited to get back to. The the funny thing is that I'm going to uh, not be doing face to face RPGs. Still, it's going to be. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, is that because of the group that you do it with? Is that why? Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. you know someone from. LA from Seattle from Denver from Madison Wisconsin so oh yeah we'll see I don't you know the summer slash the pandemic kind of being over may end up um a failure to launch with it <laughs> but we'll see I'm I'm somewhat hopeful so I'm going to I'm going to play my first 5th edition D&D game yeah, I'll be still playing 5th edition D&D with the group that meets every week. Um, but on top of that, there's a couple of games that have come out during the pandemic um, that I haven't got a chance to play that I would like to. There, there's a new edition of the Robotech role-playing game that came out um, last summer that I have yet to be able to play. Um, and then the other one that's... Um, there's a new version of Twilight 2000 that's coming out um, that will probably be out... I want to say in the fall or maybe next spring that I'd really like to play. And then the other one is um, the Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition I'd really like to play as well. So I, truthfully, none of those will get played, but I'd like to tell myself that they'll happen. <laughs> the 5th Edition D&D game will continue. Hey, play. the question was which ones were you looking forward to? Not, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Not, uh, I am, oh, not well, which ones can, will you actually achieve. Like, whoa, well, that's a whole I, different podcast. Yeah, then I can and go it's much on. shorter. I, <laughs> I am buying all of the Enemy Within books as they release to uh, run that campaign when it is finally done. So I am looking forward to that, I guess. Uh, I want to see how they change it because the truth is that some of the source material probably does not hold up as well in a modern RPG as it did back right. when it was first released. There's a lot of it that's really good. The first adventure, Shadows Over Bogenhofen, is fantastic still to this day. But when you get into some of the later sections of that campaign, uh, there's some really weird things that go on. 
It just really don't make sense. They didn't even make sense, I don't think, back then. Like but... Zinch weird or Slanesh weird? No, plotline weird. Not not like... I mean, those things would all be appropriate if they were Zinch weird or Slanesh weird. I'm saying that there's just really oddball things. If I remember right, there was a there was a whole section of the campaign that involved you betting on um, uh, Snotball. Which, which is, is a sport? Yeah, it was a, it's a sport. It's where they, they take a snotling, which is like a little mm-hmm. tiny mini goblin almost. Mini goblin. And they, they, they wrap him up in a ball and then they kick him around like a soccer ball. Anyway, there was a whole section where you bet on snotling ball that just really felt just out of place. I'm assuming that's probably going to get removed in the new versions. There, that's not the only one. That's just one of the ones I can remember off the top of my head that made that campaign sort of odd. Uh, so in Warhammer Fantasy, do you you jump the snotling ball? You don't jump the shark. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess tweet at us or social media, or even better, say in our Discord. Join us in the Discord. What things you are looking forward to post pandemic? <laughs>